License to Talk, Episode 2. My Our next guest, Mark, has more aliases than an old Western bank robber. Raymond K. McGurn, Doc McGurn, Kinger, King Shit. Welcome to the program, Kinger. Well, thank you. I appreciate the invitation, Jimmy and uh, Mark Barrett here. Had well, nothing else to do on a day like today. It was perfect time to call. Well, there's a reason for that. You've worked hard as steel plant worker, 71 to 81. Private industry council, 81 to 85. He was a building inspector, 85 to the end. 85 till, uh, well, till, uh, till the end uh, is right. There was a few jobs in between. I don't know how I ended up there, but somehow I managed. The substance abuse director under Mayor Griffin, 91 to 93. By the <laughs> I way, I, 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 asked for, I asked for a youth director, and he came in with a laugh. Ha! <laughs> my brother picked me up from the airport. My brother Bobby goes, you idiot. I go, what? He says, you're on the front page of the paper. Unqualified. <laughs> Building inspector becomes substance abuse director. Unqualified, holding up state funding. They're not even paying anybody anymore because of you. <laughs> so then you go from 93 to 94, deputy mayor. How do you go from... How does one become the deputy mayor? Well, that's when you do a good job in a position <laughs> where they thought that you, you really didn't have an idea. See, not to bore anybody with it, but administratively, the, the place was in shambles. Clinically, I didn't have the talent. The guy, uh, and about the unqualified part, the guy before me was a, a heroin addict. <laughs> so I, I guess a couple of beers really didn't qualify me <laughs> for that position, but... Uh, Mayor Griffin called me in one day, and he said, hey, you know, I think you're doing a good job up there. Sam Arachi's going to be leaving for another job, and uh, I'd like for you to be uh, the deputy mayor of the city of Buffalo. Wow. Not many people would refuse, right? Oh, no. Yeah, you don't refuse. The only problem was you said you can't tell anybody until Jan <laughs> January 1st, and this was the early December, and I do have a little reputation of being a blabbermouth around <laughs> South Buffalo over here. I tell the people. You know what? If you don't want me to tell anybody, then don't tell me. <laughs> All right. Because I can't help it. We got like an extra chromosome or something. <laughs> did anyone believe you? Uh, well, I did go tell people at Stanky's. <laughs> I said, you have a little more respect. I just got appointed deputy mayor. I ran right from the office, <laughs> you know, which I shouldn't have done. Don't tell anybody. No, don't tell anybody. <laughs> and. That's got to be something else under Griffin being his deputy mayor because he, he he was very blunt at times. And did you ever have to step up to the mic for? Well, there was times you had to mop up, but uh, Jimmy ran the show. There was no doubt about that. He came in every morning, said hello to everybody in the office. Hi, Ray. Hi, Marty. Hi, Carol. Hi, Gretchen. You know, it was the same routine every day, but he... He got right to work, and he didn't get elected for 16 years for nothing and be a state senator before that. I got to golf with him a few times. He, he was something else. He'd tell you what he thought. Oh, yeah. Great I, man. I golfed with him many times. He brought me out to Country Club of Buffalo and a lot of these courses. In, that, in them days, I could hit a ball a little bit. And he was just that short lefty. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He did. But he, he really enjoyed the game, and he was fun to play with, obviously. Who gets to walk around and play with the mayor of their city? You have an elephant story with the with Jimmy Griffin. 
Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was one of my favorites. You know, as deputy mayor, a lot of the initial calls uh, came into my office about, you know, dignitaries coming in town or certain events and right. things like that. I get the call the one day, and they said, uh, yeah, this is Roger over here. With, uh, I'm with Barnum and Bailey Circus. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. He said, well, we're coming into Buffalo. It's kind of customary for someone from the mayor's office to ride uh, the elephant from the train station over to the yard. Mm -hmm. I go, oh, jeez. <laughs> first of all, they stink. I'm, I'm scared of heights. How am I going to get up there? All these things are racing through my head. So I go over, take the walk. His office was straight across from mine, you know, in, uh, on the second floor. Come in, knock on the door. Mayor, you got a second? Sure, Ray, come in. What's going on? I said, the circus is coming in town, and they need somebody to ride the elephant. He goes, you ain't doing that. It's mine. <laughs> I, I was so like, pardon me? Yep. Sure enough, we saw him the next day on TV, on the 6 o'clock news, big smile on his face, <laughs> big elephant underneath him, <laughs> and headed towards the auditorium in his, in his glory, doing that, that stuff that a mayor should. Had to have been great perks with the auditorium. I mean, you 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 definitely have seen your show. The shows back then were unbelievable. I mean, you got Led Zeppelin. And the, yeah. I mean, you, you had big bands coming in the auditorium. The Sabers, the Sabers have always been entertaining in the Griffin days. They had some good teams. So that the perk with having the auditorium, that was probably great. Well, it was super huge because we also knew Georgie Gould. You know, he ran the odd. But uh, there was another story. The mayor, someone was leaving uh, the board, and uh, Eddie Gazwick was on there, John mm -hmm. Scanlon, you know, George was in, ran the, uh, the auditorium itself. And so the mayor came in, somebody was leaving. He goes, hey, Ray, get me a name for the auditorium and stadium board. <laughs> you know, back in the day, that was the perk. I mean, you got season tickets for the Sabres. You got eight tickets for every concert. In uh, the first row of the uh, the upper golds center, you know where Neil Diamond was, you know uh, all kinds of different performers coming in there. So I come in, I give it a week. So uh, I said, you know, we used to come in on Saturday morning. That's when we accomplished a lot of work. You know, just for a couple hours. Sure. And uh, that that was always a good time to hit him because he was in a good mood. No one else was in the do uh, the office, and. Uh, I said, Mayor, I, I came up with a name. He goes, who you got? I said, uh, that'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, in a week, you come back here, and that's the best you can do? I said, well, you know, we got our friends on the board. We want to make sure we keep control of the thing. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind, uh, you know. Help it out when I can. <laughs> yeah. You know, two days later, I get, after he said, okay, I get season tickets in the mail. All right. That was my first starter. Wow. Yeah. So I got season tickets. And, of course, with that, parking comes underneath. Oh, that was the perk of the auditorium. Well, that was the perk there, but I also used it when I became the deputy mayor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he told me the one time, he says, uh, he says, you go over to the impound and pick out a car. You know, you had to go over there pick up some piece of shit in the impound that you drove around. Right. And I had the spot right next to his down underneath City Hall. Well, I go over there and I go, whoa, where's this white truck from? Oh, we confiscated it in a drunk bu drug bust. 
I said, well, does the city own it? He goes, yeah, it's ours. I said, well, you know what? That's mine. <laughs> and he said, well, Bruna Mishaw, she was the city clerk. She already came down and said she wanted it. Uh, maybe you forgot what I just told you there. <laughs> I said, I want it. The deputy. <laughs> yeah. The deputy over here. Yeah. You can call her or I'll call her and tell her she's out. Yeah, she's <laughs> out. Yeah, out. <laughs> so speaking of out, then all of a sudden, Mayor Griffin retires. 94? 94 he retires? Yeah. Uh, yep, that was his last year. And how does that he, – he said, I'm, that's it, I'm done. Well, I'm, it was 16 years, you know. Yeah, and uh, I remember time. I was down in uh, Florida with the top people that started out with him. Right. You know, I mean, I did – when I was working in a steel plant, I helped out because I was friends with Freddie Langdon. He was the fire commissioner, you know. So mm-hmm. I worked at Cull Haynes. That's uh, currently where Black Dogs is. <laughs> <laughs> I was the head bartender, me and Mike McGavis. You guys worked at Black Dogs? No, we worked at, <laughs> we worked at Cull worked Haynes Dog. Boogie Bar. Yeah. And you know who was the head of entertainment there? Dennis Talty. Well, well, still the head of entertainment of South Park Avenue. Yeah, but he's got his own joint now. Oh well, yeah, he's the he's the head honcho of South Park yep. over there. He did he did music. He had weird hat night. <laughs> he had three shots for a dollar night. Whoa. You know, he could pull it off. Oh man. Yep, it was back in the day, yeah. So so now Griffin's done. I'm and done. You're done. <laughs> No more perks? Do you, what, no, what, out. Out? No, turning everything again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did kind of raid the uh, the supply office before we left there. Got a few extra keys to the city. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Uh, yeah, a couple things over there. What, what, did you ever have to get rid of anybody for uh, any stupid reason? If you go to church and you disappointed somebody, that's a garbage man. <laughs> Permanent. Oh. And all of a sudden, if you feel like uh, you were disrespected for whatever reason, as minor as it might have been, he came in and told me, he goes, send me the guy to the dog pound. Oh, the I, dog pound. I said, pardon me, Mayor? He goes, send him to the dog pound. <laughs> <laughs> what was the dog pound? The dog pound is the dog pound where all the dogs are barking. <laughs> oh, the literal dog yeah. pound. Yeah, and the guy that was sent over there. <laughs> yeah, really got sent to the dog pound? <laughs> so, oh, I had to call him in. <laughs> I called him in. I said, hey, I don't want to mention his name. I don't want to embarrass right. him. But it's like, uh, hey, uh, did you do something to mayor the other day? I said, you just got appointed permanent two weeks ago. I told you to make sure you thanked him. He goes, well, I saw him in church, but he had a bunch of people waiting in line. So I, so I what, just took off? Uh, yeah. So I said, well, you know what the consequence of that is now? You're going to the dog pound. <laughs> He goes, what? I said, that was the first thing he did Monday morning. He says, <laughs> holy shit. He says, Ray, in the dog house. send him to the dog pound. <laughs> wow. He said, whatever happened to the going in the dog house? I said, no, <laughs> you're going to the pound. You're out. He called me every single day and said, I cannot handle this. All you could hear was these dogs <laughs> barking in the background, about 20 of them. They're all going. On. He goes, I can't handle this anymore. I'm going to quit. I said, you can't quit. You worked all them years throwing garbage cans, and now you're appointed permanent. You just got to sit this out. So I said, just go over there for a week. So I, he goes over there for a week, calls every day, like I said, crying. I can't do this. I go in that Saturday morning, you know, when I try to soften them up. And, uh, hey, uh, Mayor, how about uh, the dog pound guy? Yeah, give him another week. 
So I got to call the poor guy, Coach. I said, well, Mayor, after that, can I at least tell him after next week that'll be it? He goes, yeah, but tell him if he takes a day off, then he's going to stay there for good. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, my God. Oh, well, people think that they don't know. Now, now even today, I mean, you got to watch the social media. You don't think they got people looking? They got people looking at us. Guy came up to me the other day. He goes, what are you guys talking about on there? I go, we don't bash the city. We love the city. We love South Buffalo. We don't talk about anything. Why don't you listen to it? And yeah. then he listened to it. He goes, wow, that was great. I go, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing is, I think we have pretty interesting people in this oh, neighborhood. Absolutely. And I think they and have this is probably number one right here. Yeah, you know. king of, We got a lot of smart people and, you know. There's I a lot of people good. that do things for other people, too. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like I said, today I was with Berkey and Marty Maloney, who runs the Spinal Muscular Atrophy Research Team fundraiser. Oh, great. You know, which is a big deal. And it's sad, you know, to see them kids in that. But Marty does that every year. He went through the trials and tri uh, tribulations of running a festival because, you know, everybody starts out outdoors. Mm -hmm. And then they get their fill of it. Look at that mm -hmm. poor Robbie Tatek. He did it for two years outside. Uh, the first year, it rained the entire day, two, yeah. inch, two inches. And then uh, the second year, at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, just the peak of the whole thing, they had a lightning storm. They had to shut down everything. Wow. You, know, you know, you can't run the sound. The bands aren't going on stage. So he said, screw this. And he went over, as Ronnie Sokolowski would say, to Liverwurst. <laughs> <laughs> you know, across from Peg's Park over Yeah, Liverwurst. Yeah. So now you go, mayor's out, Kanger's out. Right. Now you're the head of the building inspectors? No. No, you're just a regular building inspector. Yes. So yeah. you're back to Joe Paul, but Kinger goes from the That's right. The the penthouse to the outhouse. Not right. so much the dog pound though. No, no, I didn't go to the dog pound because uh I really didn't uh do anything against Tony Massiello, you know. Oh. But it was just a, a change like happens uh with all of them and it's uh they put their own people in and, and I was fortunate to have taken an exam, took a leave, and I was back as a building inspector, which was, by the way, you know, a position with great pride in the neighborhood. Oh, absolutely. You a know, lot of building inspectors. And saving the neighborhood, yeah, because they, they took the test, and Griffin appointed most of them. Oh, yeah. And it's like right now. Look at, uh, you know, the commissioner's Jimmy Comerford, South Buffalo guy. He was, uh, they called it director when I started there. So I always refer to it as meet the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the way city goes. We don't goes. get fooled again. Yeah, don't get, you're goddamn right. So Massiello's mayor. Yep. 94, 98, everything's smooth. Kinger's having a good time. And then here he comes back. Yep. On yep. the white horse. Well, Jimmy I, jumped, Griffin. I jumped on board uh, with Massiello. So you and, had to. He was the mayor. And a lot of people that were in the uh, First Ward South Buffalo Democratic Club did, which was the most powerful organization. You know, we lost our leader, the guy that started it. John Scanlon was the guru. He was You're the right. guy you went to for the job. Mm -hmm. You know, you went to see John. He goes, let me see you do some work. Right. You know, and I mean, in them days, you passed out the slingers, you knocked on the door, and... Uh, you know, they, them guys knew how to organize. They, they, they started the Irishman of the Year, which I inherited after a while. Right. And uh, they, uh, it was, you know, John Scanlon, George Gould, Stan Butchkowski, and Jerry Egan. Oh, I forgot. And Rop and Stomp and Larry Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Them were the five guys that ran that thing. And yep. guess what? You had to go. If you were working, you went. If you were looking, 
you went. Oh, yeah, I remember those days because yep. that's right when I started. Get, I'm 18 years old right at that time. Um, hey, can I just interrupt you with one story from the uh, first word, South Buffalo Democratic Oh, absolutely. Club? Well, John Scanlon, who is very savvy, you know, told me two things that I should remember. And when I started running the Irishman of the Year, he told me, don't buy the new clubs for at least two weeks. It looks too suspicious. <laughs> That was the first good thing he told me. The first thing he pulled on me is he said, we got, I think it was like $8,000 left in the treasury for the, for the club. Right. Why don't you try to keep it going, you know, see what happens, you know. You got a lot of people that are involved. You could still be South Buffalo, maybe could be a powerhouse with uh, Tony Masiello. So I said, all right, I'll check it out. So all of a sudden, uh, you know, we got a treasurer and everything, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, my friend Dave Wellenzone calls me up. He goes, hey, Kinger, you want to go to the World Series? I go, what? It was in Cleveland. Oh, so yeah. We had a meeting. Marlins. Cleveland yeah. Marlins. We had a meeting that night. So <laughs> I call up Brian Hayden, and I said, hey, Brian, uh, could you uh, step in for me tonight? It should be a simple meeting. I'm, I got invited to go to the, you know, I went with the Bisons, actually. You know, went, uh, they drove, they gave everybody shirts with a name on the back and all that. It was nice. really cool. But uh, All the perks of the king are coming back now. Well, oh. <laughs> we're starting to turn it around a little bit. Yeah. So l little did I know that before uh, Jimmy had left, and he should have received this, they offered him uh, a trip to Ireland for him and Margie. You know, so... Turns out, he was taking it. Well, it wiped out the treasury. It was like seven, eight thousand dollars or something, with a couple hundred bucks left. And this one guy, ooh, he was rough. This Dick Doherty, he found out about it. I didn't even know yet. So I'm out of town. You're in Cleveland. And they're there because uh, you know the mayor was getting uh, a little mad about things at that time because I was starting to hook up with Mass Yellow, and. They were there to hang me. <laughs> You're at the World Series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they asked him, Brian, where'd all the money go? He goes, I don't know. You have to ask him. He's at the World Series. <laughs> oh, it really didn't sound too good at the time. How but much was a hot dog at the World Series? <laughs> <laughs> he was telling the truth. <laughs> they got box seats and everything. Uh, uh, but that was basically, I uh, gave up my involvement with the club. I, I I put a thing in the South Buffalo News, and I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm not beholding anybody. I'm getting my own club. I'm going south. Going south. And He's going south. And oh, that's, baby. That's where it came. That's where going south came from. Wow. And, and, and now you're in, there's, a, there's an election. Yep. Griffin, Massiello, because yep. now Griffin's yep. going to be the mayor again. He wants to be the mayor again. Yep, and he decided to come back, and he said, get the boys back together, and uh, – the boys had already abandoned ship. <laughs> so, yeah, which happens in politics. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I can remember uh, working down at Massiello's office over on uh, uh, Parkside and Hurdle, and he drove by one night. He had that finger wagging like, I'm coming back, and you're out. <laughs> oh, so I was going to be out again. So you got to work hard to be in. Well, I, Massiello ended up winning easily, and, yeah. and uh, you know, that's why it's eventually involved to, in 2001 when I was going to leave. So, you know, we, 
we started to gain a you know a little power back. You know, I mean, we weren't supposed to be uh, a political organization. You know, we were. You know, there's always politics involved, but we wanted to be civic, social, and cultural. You know, and somehow managed to put some projects together for South Buffalo, like the welcome signs. I'm not just here to boast about what we did, no, but as no. as a group, you, should you be know, proud of right. it. All, no, all them South Buffalo entry signs, we ended up getting up. Uh, you know, and we we di- we didn't really have the the type of funds we raised yeah. what we could because we weren't technically a not-for-profit at the time like we were with can you dig it yeah. not to be confused with can you dig it <laughs> <laughs> or can you dig it <laughs> yeah so now all of a sudden now you're the commissioner right when i was with pigeon they offered me a job over at the water authority so I went back to tell the mayor that I was going to be leaving, and he said, Ray, I'm starting up a new department, July 1st, uh, 2001, and I want you to run it. I want everything on one floor. I want you to move licenses up here. It's, you're going you're gonna to have some work to do. So Massiello started that department? Yes. It became the Department of that. Permits and uh, Inspection Services. I got a really, Marky, I got a real quick Massiello story. I was at a golf tournament once, and Tony Massiello was there eating Imperial Pizza. I walked up to him, shake his hand, and he's talking to this guy next to him with a full thing of pizza. He goes, this is good pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> time I met him. <laughs> yeah, I was playing with Kevin Lutheringer one time. We were playing in uh, Mayor Brown's tournament. He's standing over on the one hole with Steve Casey. As we mentioned, you know, he, he didn't golf. Oh, I'm playing with Kevin Luthringer and Kevin Fitzgerald and, I don't know, maybe Dave Gilmore or somebody was there, and it's like uh, we go up to this one hole, and, uh, you know, I hit a ball out, had a little draw on it, so it looked pretty good. He goes, boy, uh, you must you must play. He goes, play? We used to play four times a week when he was commissioner. <laughs> I go, you stoop. <laughs> what is wrong with you? He goes, well, I wasn't lying. <laughs> well, he wasn't. Well, you know what I mean. Get your job done in the morning, and get you know. Out on the well, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's two thousand one. Another little endeavor starts. The Irish Fesh out of Casanova Park. Oh yeah, we're going south, and I mean, two thousand and one to two thousand seventeen. I, I know Mark's really interested in this. Well, He's a music I'm guy. Just, just interested. I mean, you guys helped us out as a band. You help out a lot of young musicians. You guys do a lot for the neighborhood, and you keep it free. And that's the hard part is right. to keep it free for everybody, and you guys did an awesome job doing that every well, year. Well, thank you. Well, it takes some fundraising, but, you know, over the years, uh, we gained a lot of friends. I mean, we had a lot of friends, you know, both neighborhood friends and, uh, I'll be honest with you, the councilman, uh, Chris Ganlin, he picked up big time, you know, a lot more uh, than basically any uh, anybody else did because a lot of times they couldn't. But uh, Chris wanted to see this thing perpetuated. And, uh, you know, That's I got to at least give some credit to George Tatuska in case he ever listens to this or heard anybody. He started the Irish Fish, the drummer from the Goo Goo Dolls. George wow. started it. George wow. started it. Uh, <laughs> George called me up. Uh, he talked to Jimmy Neenan. What happened is the Buffalo Irish Fish, Kevin Townsend wouldn't let him play over there. You know, Jackdaw. The, Jackdaw. Yeah. The Jackdaw had a little raucous reputation at the time, and Kevin was a more traditional at the time. Eventually, he, he migrated into some Celtic, Celtic mm-hmm. rat, you know. But uh, so he they were out, and uh, George came up with the idea. <laughs> well, he was pissing on a tree, no less, when I pulled over there because they called me over to Cass. They said, look it. Look at this park. 
you know, George over there taking a pee on a tree, uh, <laughs> along, along with Jimmy Neen, and they said, we should run our own. I knew what that meant right away. I mean, we all seen Wayne's World, too. Yeah, we know how that You know, we know how it goes. Yeah. You get a big old stack of You paper. became Wayne Campbell. Yeah, yeah. You, you channeled your inner Wayne, yeah. and you you built it. Yeah. And it, uh, but believe me, you cannot do something like that alone. I mean, you know, I was always an organizer uh, my whole life. But you, you need good quality people with you. I like to do a lot of this stuff myself. But the physical end, you know, the putting up the bar, you know, that calling up and getting somebody to put up a stage is, you know, is simple enough. You got the same guy every year unless there's turnover. But, uh, you know, there was trials, tribulations. But we at least brought in, I think we were probably up to about 68 different bands that performed there. I wow. mean, some have performed multiple times. Mm-hmm. Blarney Bunch been there all the time because they'll open. They don't complain. They get their money. They take their money and run. You know right. what I mean? So, uh, you know, you know it, it's, it was really exciting. And this year, unfortunately, uh, we decided as a group, you know, everybody 17 years later, both physically and you know, it's a cross your fingers type of thing. Mm-hmm. If oh, you yeah. get rain. Oh, if it rains, guess what? Who who's culpable for this if you don't have it paid for? And it's tough to, you know, have an event paid that costs thirty thousand dollars to put on you and with a free gate. Isn't that something? Well, it's probably them trying to ask you to come back and I help mean, them. You're the king. <laughs> Let me turn this. <laughs> Set, I'll, I'll hold your scepter for a moment. I didn't. You ex- never know what it is. He, he, I just didn't think that we were going to get through this without him getting interrupted. Okay. All righty. You know, they, the people okay. call and. Okay, we'll put them down. All righty. Bye bye. You know? He's always he's always he's always working. Well, this is Tracy Krug. He's got a we got a little tournament. We got a few uh, free open spots. So now all the Krugs want in on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I got now I got Ray and Raybow and. Uh, I'm uh, playing. Yeah. I I'm gonna try. So, here we go. I. Uh, in 2001, you also did a little endeavor that I was involved with. You end up organizing something and getting us over to Austria. Casanova Park Hockey gets over to Austria. And guess who? Guess who's running the show, Mark? Kanger. Uh, well, Kanger. actually, that came about because of uh, Jimmy's father, Papa Kreese. He had the connections over at Immigration. There had never been a team from the United States to compete in this world tournament in Zellemsee, Austria. So they said, well, what's the deal here? Well, the deal turned out to be uh, 40 grand. <laughs> I mean, Back they, to fundraising they had home and away jerseys. We had jackets that the, the people at the Bisons, along with myself, designed. You know, uh, we took over all the guys at the right age. My son, that, that whole group was 14 oh, years Biaco. old. Oh, Biaco, yeah. Get into Biaco. Biaco. We had them all there, but. Uh, Where's Biaco right now? What's he doing right now? Uh, B- Five, right now, six chicks at a time? I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he's not like that. He's got one girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we, uh, we end up uh, thinking we could do this. And uh, my friend, class of 69, Jack Quinn, who was a congressman at the time, uh, brought in the, uh, uh, the state. Uh, guy with a with a check for us he said it was coming and you're going to be happy we we're throwing a fundraiser over at the iron workers i remember that to get the kids over there now you got to understand we're sending a, a, a group from kaz hockey not a united states team 
and we're competing against Russia, the Czech Republic, you know, Slovakia, Slovenia, all these different things. But it was going to be a chance of a lifetime. So anyways, they come in, John Johnson from the state, and uh, Wilbur Fulton's there. He goes, God damn it, what the hell is going on here? You know, big shots are in. So I said, <laughs> I said uh, they're going to make a little announcement. And uh, he says, what do you got? And uh, I said, I think we got $20,000, half our goal. He goes, well, I got ten. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, yeah, National Fuel Gas. They gave me 10,000 BTUs. They gave me a nice gas grill to raffle. I got that. <laughs> but anyways, Jimbo knows he was there. Basil knows he was there. A lot of stories. Uh, we ended up uh, actually having so much fun. I mean, the children did. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. This wasn't it, about yeah. you guys. Yeah. No, well, years. no, 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 no. How many years did you guys go? Twice. We went twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you got to check it out. Make sure it was real the first time. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so we went over there twice, and it was uh, quite entertaining. Mark, the one day this guy, he he books a boat. We're going to go on a little boat of the, the Sea of Zell, Zellum Z. The Band of Brothers was, was filmed there. So I, I look at him. I go, care. What's wrong? He seemed a little, you know. Now, he organized it. He goes, I don't like boats. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't for me, you know. Like I said, it was Burke, it's like Berkey's uh here for the neighborhood theme, you know what I mean? Yeah. But we took them to castles, and uh, they were pretty wow. much uh, cultured. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cultured young men. Well, we, they got to see uh, probably the Glockenspiel, you know, where they come yeah. out at twelve o'clock and they dance around them figurines. I looked across the street and I thought it was a Miragi. There was, <laughs> there, there was a Hoffer Brow House. And I had heard about them places. And we go in here right after oh. right after 12 o'clock. The place is rocking. <laughs> they got a uh, oom-pop-pop band playing. People are running around. Tell them who we are because the place was packed. But we sat, sat us down at this table, and I asked the lady. Now, granted, I, I didn't want to be a bad influence. We had an agreement that if they could be served, they would have one beer. All right? <laughs> Well, well, yeah. That's, so uh, I asked the lady, I said, how old do you have to be uh, in Germany to drink? She goes, can they pick it up? And I said, well, all of a sudden, she came over with Jimbo. How many of them steins? I'd say 10 or 12. I had 10 or 12 of these things, and they, one of them was heavy. Yeah. But it, 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 it oh, yeah. And guess what? Uh, you know, you mentioned Biaco, my son, before, but uh, that poor little kid, he really still never drank then. He didn't drink till even in high school, uh, but uh, well, that's what he told he told me that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, oh, these kids, Mark, they they're it's going down. They're yeah. they're they're whacking them down, and the old man looks at me. He goes, "What do you do for an encore, asshole?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know that was the end of that that know, we seen. You know who was the best was Tommy Sullivan. <laughs> Tommy took a drink, and I swear, half that thing was gone. He had the frother out his mouth. That was a true professional at 14. You know what I mean? And needless to say, uh, Matt's beer that, you know, because he's over there trying yeah. to pretend. I said, Matt, give me that thing. Tommy, you you get the exception to the rule today. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was quite an experience. So he you know? does this twice for us, comes back. Now he's still running the Irish Fesh. Kinger, how, did, how does it? Do people bail on you, or are people now jumping on the king or bandwagon like, you know what, we should help this guy, 
it's great for the community or are you, are you, are you creating enemies are you creating friends what's going on at this because you obviously you've tried to help everyone including yourself well <laughs> look at there's some benefits to everything i never got the clubs for two weeks though I was, <laughs> but uh, i just that that was a lot harder time uh, you, you had uh, the Irishman of the Year party, mm-hmm. which is enough in itself, but it was nice to honor all these South Buffalo people. Absolutely. Uh, you know, on a, a more serious note, I, I really, you know, I get overwhelmed when I go and when they pass away. I, I've seen probably at least four people, you know, laid out in that jacket, the green jacket that we got from O'Connell, Lucas, and Shell from them. Oh, yeah. So it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, but, they uh, all got a green jacket when they got the Irish. We got the, the right people, and you didn't have to be a bar owner to get it. That's what people said all the time, you know. Yeah. No, some, uh, Terry Lewis. Terry, yep. Hopper Rush. Yeah, Terry was reluctant, you know, because oh, that's yeah. the kind of guy he is. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, forced him in with the family thing. You know, you do it for your family, Terry. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. going to be the first to say no, to reject the thing over oh, there. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Well... Does the federal do do the grants stop coming in? Do the, the do the politician money ha- as years go on? Are, is that money still coming in? Well, actually, this the, is we're going like oh four oh three. Yeah, when we go back to the initial years, that was all uh, Mark Schroeder. Right. When he was in New York State Assembly, he was the one that initiated the first grants that got us off the ground. I mean, our budget wasn't thirty thousand dollars all the time. Sure. I mean, it evolved into that when we started looking, you know, to California and bringing in Black 47 and uh, some of these, uh, you know, other uh, rockish bands, you know, some of which I, I'll never forget in my life. You know, I mean, I had just as much fun. I wasn't a stage guy. I mean, I went on stage once a night, and that was to just walk up there and then take a peek from the drummer's perspective sure. on, on the crowd out there. But, uh, you know, I could also, well, at that time, I could see a little better, but... <laughs> That uh, the bar was at the other end, and them guys are just going to town. Oh, yeah. We we had we had the best group of bartenders that could, you would ever imagine, and they all said they enjoyed doing that thing so much, you know. Yeah. And it was work. I mean, the you had a solid five hours of uh, South Buffalo uh, would be proud if they would get a glimpse of the bar bill over there. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Yeah, but we never had any incidents. Uh, you know, over in the park. 17 years, nothing, huh? Nope. 17 years. We had uh, two fights, and uh, both of them involved our volunteers. <laughs> Other than that, you know, you throw a guy out if he's walking around without a shirt. I didn't tolerate stuff like that. They're, Absolutely. You know, I and, hope they still do that. Yep. Yeah, and they, uh, the guys that run the show, they know they know the players around here. and uh, We'll have the, well, they know we're going to have the, the, uh, the new guys in. Yeah. To, to really promote the, the Irish festival now, they're calling it. Well, yeah. It, it, you know, actually, it is a festival. I figured out after several years that Fesh is more of a dance type of thing. Really? Yeah. It, yeah it, it's, like a, it's like a dance festival. So I, I didn't know that until uh, T. Caulfield told me. And a guy like that, you know, T. ran the stage. Jimmy Neenan, you know, got the bands in and out. And, you know, uh, Mike McGavis and Ronnie Collins took care of behind the bar. I just basically... Uh, stayed in the tent. They had a little thing, the bartenders. They thought it was cute. All right? I'm in charge. I'll decide. That's my motto. <laughs> I always let people make suggestions. And in a lot of cases, they were very good ones. You know, Tracy said, why don't you bring six or eight more of them uh, 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 
Johnny on the spot's down here. He goes, because this is the bar, and these people are paying here. Down there, they sneak their beer, and they're using all the. That was a great uh, oh, idea. Because I noticed, even when we had eight of them over there, they still have a line, but only with one or two people in there. So, I mean, everybody came up with uh, good ideas, but. You know, in the long run, if you're going to run something like that, somebody has to be the hammer. If you're going to go to this board over here and everybody's got their own idea, how's this? Well, guess what? You're out. Yeah. I'll decide. All right. Even it was even like bands. I don't think I never got pushback oh, for the yeah. neighborhood kid bands. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, you. I mean, I you you played That's there. No, I Carew rocked honored. it rocked it out more yeah. than anybody else. They told us I think they told you to down. shut her down they're a little. You got to turn down. I looked at everybody else and they're like, "We're not turning down." <laughs> <laughs> well, we ain't coming back, so yeah, we. Right. Yeah, we're like, we're doing it one time. We didn't even have our drummer for that. We had to go get another drummer. I don't know what happened, but. Did you get Ronnie Lyson. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, I mean, you, uh, Ron, Ronju, was a, he did South Buffalo football and all that. Were they big yeah. contributors? I know that you yeah, said Ronju did actually, a ton uh, of stuff for that, it. Absolutely. Well, Ronnie, uh, you know, was a big uh, South Buffalo football guy. And uh, there were uh, probably four years in a row where they were generous, us, uh, generous enough to, uh, they lent us $10,000 to get us through the day. Wow. And then uh, we, you know, obviously paid them back. Uh, uh, but that. After a while, you get a change of board. They may want to go a different way, too, because, you know, what if something does happen? You know, no, where are you yeah, going to get the money up. to give yeah. them back? So we managed to get through all of them. And, uh, you know, like I said, you're bringing in them young bands. Uh, a couple people didn't like the idea. They said, this is an Irish festival. I had to give them my, I'll decide. Yeah. I said, these are local kids. I mean, we started with Misconstruity back in the day. And right. I Carew, Kill the Clock, you know. We had a lot of them where there'd be people sh- scratching their head, but guess what? And the band yeah. played on. Right. You well, know? I mean, those are, th- those are the guys that you want to promote around here. You want to get Absolutely. You know, th- like we yep. said, there's a lot of interesting people right in our own neighborhood, and if you got yep. you got to give them a chance. you got to give them a place to let their voice be heard. Yeah, well, well, that's that, why we're here. And they even want us to come backstage. I don't know. We're still in negotiations there, Marky baby. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, but actually, you know, th- they want to pretty much stay on the same theme, but with the bands. You know, a lot of it local. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I mean, we had local bands all afternoon, but yeah. then you know, I like I said, I was kind of a Celtic rocker. You know, I like to, I like a band like Barley Juice that can walk up there and at the you know, at the end uh, rock out uh, Bob O'Reilly. Those were <laughs> our know? buddies. Marky. I mean, that, Barley Juice. Oh yeah, yeah. You had the girl on the fiddle. You know that part at the end. You know, as yep. a musician, where they rock it out. Well, this it was it was a sight to see. It's awesome. Yeah, that was the biggest check we ever cashed was from the Irish Fest. Actually, bought us the speaker right here. Well, the Irish still Fest reaping the benefits, Kinger. Right you're yep. still like you're wearing my t-shirt. Look at, I, I designed the t-shirt. t-shirt on. Yeah, that's right. Hey, look at you know. Uh, I generally had an idea how much was coming in. I always wanted to pay the bands. You know, I, I don't think anybody could leave there whether they were playing for 50 minutes or an hour and a half uh, with with what they got. And yeah. you know, there I think. Just last year, we put up 14 bands in the in a hotel, you know, overnight. So these bands from out of town, it, it's it's two sided. You could do all stuff that's local, or you could bring in bands so that so they see South Buffalo. Right. I mean, we took care of these guys. Believe mm-hmm. me, we had cabs for them. Yeah. Uh, we took them out to dinner. The guys from the U2 tribute band Desire. Now that's a little gimmicky too, but it's an Irish band. That's cool. You know, no, the Irish rockers. So. And they, they, they sound, it sound just like yeah. them and everything else. So You're giving everybody what they want. You're that's getting a little taste of the Irish all. music and, and everybody else. Yep. 
Exactly. It's great. Well, I mean, that 2001 to 2017, I mean, South Buffalo, th- thanks all you guys over there. We we bartended. Marky played in it. Yeah. It's a great event. I'll still support it. I'm going to embarrass you a little here, Kinger. We talk about some things sometimes, and mm-hmm. you you say, how come they always honor these people when they're dead? Well, so, what, so now I look at it. What's the Kinger going to get for all? I, I hear you, you're, you're lobbying for a sandwich. You got the Kinger Cab going on now. Well, I'm lobbying for the Kinger Cabernet. I got my own sandwich in uh, Lindy's Antone's truck. What's the, the, the Kinger? What's oh, on I'm the Kinger? Go get the Kinger? Well, it's a steak hoagie, but it also comes with sausage, and they throw a little onion cheese and their special sauce on it. And you, but you have to go up and say it. If you oh, if you don't baby. say, it, give me the. There's Kinger. no point. How do you gonna How do you gotta say it? The Kinger. Yeah. That's it. Yep. You know, you, you you see Kinger do his move over oh, there, no. you know? I, I was yeah. standing by the truck. He was yeah. there for the farmer's I market. I stood there during the day, and <laughs> I, I wanted to hear s- some people say it. You know, I'd point to it. <laughs> That's pretty we, good. I saw it. one of our local uh, bar guys try and do Kinger's oh, move. Oh, yeah, there's a great. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of imitators out there. He threw his drink straight across the yeah. bar. Oh, We're yeah. all over yeah. the place. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it ain't so easy, buddy. Amateur. It ain't easy being the It takes practice. You know, I... I really got that dexterity from working uh, in the steel plant and uh, actually at Park Edge. I was the head bag packer. For Park Edge Chocolate? No, Park Edge Supermarket. Oh. Where was that? That's right on the corner of uh, McKinley where the guy sells the hot dogs, but down a little farther. By towards, OTB? Oh, okay, yeah. towards, no, 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 on the other side of the street. OTB was Henry's Hamburgers. That's uh-huh. where we went across the street. Was that rivals to McDonald's? Henry's hamburgers? Oh, Henry. Henry's was big. <laughs> and Jimmy Lonigan worked there. He'd always give you the thing. He'd start smirking when they handed you stuff. he got a <laughs> smile on his face. i go, what? You know what? There was always a special sauce on there, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm more the days, though. But uh, I enjoyed, uh, yeah, Park Edge. There was a lot of people that, uh, the Sam Benetovich, this Jewish guy used to own it. Mary Benefacio ran it. And my father gave me my first, he got me my first job there. Very first job. Yeah, yeah. well, actually, I worked at uh, the hospital. I was uh, the paper boy. Oh. Yeah, I was in the room after Keith Lincoln got smashed with the, the greatest uh, hit on earth with uh, Stratton, Mike Stratton. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I had to go in and I talked to him a little bit about how that felt. Because that, uh, that won the championship for him. Yeah, there were some good days, but it was a hospital route. You were inside, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they ran me right out of business, the news, when it went from $0.08 cents to $0.10. Cents. Nobody <laughs> wanted to give you anything anymore. You're done? They'd give you the $0.02 cents and say, you know, and then you'd look at them. If they really wanted the change, you know, you're giving them the really look. The you know, you, you really want this. We were talking so. about it one day when they were saying that the people that pay beforehand and they don't even... Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you, you have another good story. This is why you worked at City Hall where someone kept getting wet. There was a b- bucket being thrown on. You got you to gotta share that with us. Yeah, well, that was the notorious uh, Patty Lonigan. They tortured these two guys. It's Jimmy and Johnny Caputi. <laughs> you got to see them, first of all. The, the, the one kid, you know, I mean, they're very nice guys. Don't get me wrong. As a matter of fact, Jimmy Caputo is the longest tenured person in City Hall. I just saw him at our picnic the other day. I think he's got 54 years. Holy oh. shit. 54 years in, in that place. You believe it? Well, anyways, Lonigan, you know, he's like the comedian. He always been. I grew up with Patty. You know, 
was always one one thing after another with him. You never knew what it was going to be. So, you know, he told him to wake up, Patty, you got to knock it off. You know, that's, we're coming to a day where you just can't do this stuff to people. Oh, okay, yeah, you got it. Well, uh, Patty decides that one day he's got it all figured out. They walked in a city hall together in the back door. Now we're up on a third floor. He's got a pitcher of water. <laughs> Actually, he had two pitchers, one in each hand. He uh, let go. I mean, he nailed it. <laughs> All of a sudden, these two guys come walking in my office. That's it. That is it. Nope, we want him fired. I go, what? What? What are you guys doing? What are we doing? Are they soaking wet? They're soaking wet. <laughs> They're, they got, they got, and I'm over there trying to be, you know, commissioner in, you know, yeah, I'm and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm doing what I can, you know, take, to... take the, the smile off my face over there. I said, you know, I'm going to have a serious talk. I'm going to put something in his record. I, you know, I, we might even give him time off on this one, you know, and I called Patty and he goes, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> so then, then the poor guy, he always turned the light off when the kid went in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the kid would be in the bathroom, and it's totally dark in there. And then the one day he sees him go in there, and he goes, he's in the stall. He goes, hey, Johnny. And the kid ain't answering. You know, Johnny. The kid's still not answering. So Patty, of course, he's going to check on him, make sure he's okay. So he climbs up the next stall, and he's looking over. He goes, Hey, you all right? That's it. There he goes. He's hysterical. I don't even think he wiped his ass. He come running into my office over there. <laughs> you know. Well, you well know. I once talked to this guy about mailing people fish. This guy, he's got websites and everything. Oh. He, 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 there's he's companies that'll put. Practical Joker. Oh, oh yeah. The exactly. best. Yeah. No, he posts some good ones. But the, the, the poor guys, they were terrorized for years. I saw him at the picnic. Fortunately, uh, Patty wasn't there this year. <laughs> so, Kinger going south. Yeah. It comes to an end? Yeah, we did 15 years of going south. It seemed to be my number. I did 15 years of Irishman a year. Going south, we actually moved in. Uh, we had the opportunity, mostly through T. Caulfield. He's he, you know, he's a We're jack. We're gonna get T on here, definitely. Yeah. yeah, he's a jack of all trades, but he did the work to get a non-for-profit. But we it's did, a lot. The, but the work from going south demonstrated what we could do. So we had a track record, mm -hmm. and we got it quick. All right, so we were a legitimate 501c3. You make a donation, you know, but you got to file taxes. You got to file with the Charities Registration right. Bureau. There, you know. It, is all this process being passed to somebody? Is somebody getting yes. into this? Because, that, I mean, that's what yes. we need, you know. Well, that's what happened. That's what happened. We, uh, it saves money when you know what you're doing. Yeah, you're, you're actually supposed to uh, transition the officers uh, every so many years, you know. You, well, they don't want you being president the whole time, but guess what? Uh, I'll, I'll decide. <laughs> so I just stayed on. We'd move a board member or something. But other than that, uh, that is what the new Irish Festival is taking over. They are the new Can You Dig It. Uh, uh, Kath Lewis is the president. Brian Higgins is the treasurer. And uh, uh, Paul Blake, the, the guy that owns the uh, the place on Abbott Road, he's very involved in it this That's year. Great. He's he's bringing back the expo portion of it, too. So there are, there are, I think Liam Caulfield's involved, you know, with uh, yeah. some well, of it. it. It's great work. I think this is uh, 
Kinger deserves a statue. Well, I don't know. I don't know so much about the statue. What I want is what I envision is people getting mentioned. If you're going to do it, don't wait till they're dead. Exactly. I don't know if they figured that out yet, but you don't know nothing about it. Right. Unless, you know, you go up to heaven, there's all that stuff, and then you get to look down. But still, it's a little different. It's like my friend P.J. McParland. All that work he toiled over at Kaz Park to keep them greens in shape and, and everything else, he's got a bridge. He's got a bridge. They're naming a third hole Whoa. bridge after him, P.J. McParland Bridge. Wow. That's you coming. heard it here. That's, P.J. Expressway. That's coming up shortly. Eddie, wow. uh, they said Eddie Oakley's going to collect 50 cents. <laughs> They, they said he's going to be the troll under the bridge. Oh, yeah, my buddy. Eel. Yeah, so uh, PJ's getting that. And, uh, I think we got to lobby. We're going to talk to the kicker, and we're going to lobby for something for him. We're going to get something for him. See, even like the sheriff. The sheriff, yeah. I mean, he's always got recognition and well-deserved. Sure. But he's go- there's a lot of things that are going to happen to him while he's gone. But it still, you know, leaves the legacy for his boys and, that, you know, his family and that stuff. So it's it's nice for them. I'm just saying the one day, uh, you know, did Griffin ever see his statue? Right. You know, right. I no, mean, it's I, just. I think it's a great point. You know, there's stuff like that. Because Jimmy, well-deserved, he built that ballpark. He didn't have a very good opening pitch, though. What what was his opening pitch? Ooh, little, little short, <laughs> little short on the mound. He wanted a replay. Oh, did he get it? Uh, no. Unlike the only person that I know of that ever got a replay on the pitch was me. You, you got it. <laughs> well, of course. Decide. Well, you'll decide. you'll decide. I already got. I I was nice enough to receive uh, the Irishman of the Year. Mm. It was another one of them things. Mike Puchkowski let me pick a few people. I picked Eddie Brady. I picked Dennis Talty, although McGavis says he does just for credit. I did. Right. So then it came down. I was running out of people. I said, well, yeah, yeah I guess. I just pulled, like the odd I, club. I, I, it was the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I gave one of them. So anyways, I had it, and, uh, you know, I didn't want to screw it up. I mean, this is, this is one time, one pitch only, normally. So I get up there. McGavis sells the most tickets. I did have a nice crowd. Not as big as Dennis Talty's, but it was big enough. So I go out there to throw the pitch. I had been practicing my son in the backyard. I got a pretty big backyard. Mm-hmm. I bought a bunch of uh, 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 balls, a box of Rawlings. Okay. And uh, I think I ended up with three of them at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Damiano, who lives behind me, he got the rest of them. <laughs> a couple went a little high, you know. But uh, someone gave me some good advice. They said, look it, you got to understand, the hardest thing about that is you're on a mound, so you're up here. The natural tendency is to throw the thing down into the ground. So you got to throw it out, yep. all right? And now I played a little baseball in my uh, my day. Of course, I don't want to mention one, two city championships. <laughs> Betty's Dell and, right the, ho- the, and the whole fingers. Well, all this stuff just starts flowing out when you got a microphone in front of you. Know? <laughs> so anyways, I get out there and McGavis says, "Okay, uh, you got to do me a favor. You got to fake to second base first. So I, go, you- I go, "What? Yeah, fake like you're going to second base." So I get up there. I'm in a stretch, you know, because where else would be a balk? <laughs> so I turn around. And I make a fake throw to second base. There's nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> All the people are out here. I'm the only person out yeah. there. All right. I turn around. I called for a real catcher. I said, there'll be no Buster Bison. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get no, the guy with no. the big head out of here. Get, get, get that guy over there and tell him he better put his mask on. <laughs> so anyways, I turn around and the catcher is giving me, a, you know, our listeners can't see the motion, but it's like, throw it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Go, yeah, he's got the fingers uh, yeah. going, you know, okay. So then it's my big moment. I see my son behind home plate in Maryland. <laughs> Three quarters of the fans, by the way, are still out drinking. <laughs> they do this before the game, well before it, okay? So I throw this thing. I throw the deuce. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got some movement on it, nice. and it came over the top, and then boom, I even called. Got it. I went down on a one knee. I used to be an umpire, so I call. <laughs> I called it a strike. Mike Butchkowski actually said it's in the top ten pitches of all time. He didn't say which number, right? But uh, he did give me that compliment. So I threw it in there. Had a little heat on it and a nice deuce. So it was perfect. Now all these people started coming out from the tent to go to the game. All right, idiot. When are you going up there? I said I went up there already. What are you talking about? I said, I already threw the pitch. They go, oh, you're full of shit. I said, no, it was perfect. It was a beauty. You know, by the way, the next day, I had a brush burn on my knee. From, for, on, just on the mound for that one thing. Pretty good size one, too. But I was used to them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where was I? Uh, everybody, nobody seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I got a call up to the booth. I call Mike Butchkowski up. I go, Mike. There's a lot of doubters here. I mean, I, I worked on that pitch, and now nobody saw it. I mean, some people were there, but right. a lot of them were still in the tent. You know how you got to get last call in the tent before you Oh, come of course. Okay, so I call up to the booth. He said, let me see what I can do. And he calls me down. He says, uh, okay, make sure they're there for the seventh inning stretch. So all of a sudden, they got South Buffalo's Ray McGurn replay. And then boom, there's me going a second with the fake and then coming over the top with the deuce down on the one knee, calling it. Yeah, but you got to say no. And they could, you know what? Nobody could say anything because now they just saw it. In case you guys want to, they give you a replay of it. So you keep it for a posterity seat. Oh, I love it. I, we would love to post that. Just in case you think that I'm making some of this stuff no, up. No, we would love to see that. <laughs> well, as they, as the Kinger has always said, now, Kinger, you're in. You're in license to talk. Thanks for coming by, dude. There you go. Thank you, gentlemen, for the invitation. And remember, the K in Raymond K. McGurn is for Kinger.